Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest Okay, and we're back after a short delay after resetting up the episode. How do we sound, boys? Sounds awesome. I don't hear any clicking. No clicking, man. Perfect. Look at that. How's no that clicking. fucking professionalism, motherfuckers? Yeah, it's <laughs> well, all block motherfuckers. I'm an email around tonight. <laughs> that shit was smooth like NASCAR, okay? You saw that shit? Y'all, we all pulled into the pit stop. Shit came off. Shit came on. Hell, man, me and the Dean were even on the phone, too, during the interim. Yo, we're slick with that shit. That is just out of, Good job, everybody. Yeah, not, job. Not, not that slick because it looks like whoever created this episode set the episode for only 15 minutes, and we only have 13 minutes left. I will change that later. <laughs> for fuck's sake, Dean. <laughs> There. So for 120 minutes. Ah, excellent. Just like that. <laughs> Just like that, man. Just like that. <laughs> no problem, man. We got this shit fixed. <laughs> well, technically, errors are nothing money new on Blog Talk. Because so. we know the prince, nah. man. The prince, man, he sent your money because he's lonely <laughs> and he's got millions of dollars, man. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Dean? You only got one job, man. <laughs> okay, well, wow, I don't have a dated reference to myself right for a few minutes. Why you guys start a, that is a dated reference there, monkey. Because <laughs> I'm going to go punch a hole in some brick for a second. So go ahead, guys. <laughs> Kick up our news. Okay, so, like we were talking about, unlike Seth Rollins, a lot of movies have been pulling out. Okay, because on the Talking Terror page, we talk, we have Blade that is pulling out. We have the Forever Last Night in Soho, and then along Bill and Ted <laughs> Save the Universe. A lot of these things are pulling out, and it's looking like a lot of them might possibly be going to VOD. Um, Google, you're a big fan of all this stuff about possibly going to movies and stuff like that. And we talked about, you know, the j- differences between going to the movies and possibly video on demand. Do you think this is going to become like the new trend within the next year? No. I mean, I think, listen, for as long as they have to do the VOD thing for movie studios to, to be able to, to make enough money and generate the funds necessary to hire actors and pay people what's, what's needed to pay them, they're going to do what they have mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, some of these films are going to get put on VOD. They might be done like they did with The Invisible Woman where it get, or The Invisible Man where it gets you know, rented for two months or whatever and then finally for uh-huh. sale. Um, some of the films are just going to be put on the back burner and they're going to sit and wait until theaters open again. And when then they do open, it's going to be like what we're seeing now. They're going to be staggered openings. You're not going to be able to sell out the theater right off the bat. They're going to go at half capacity with seats in between people that are empty and stuff like that. It's going to take a while for everybody to get back into the flow of everything. So we might see some movies that they don't feel are going to be that viable as far as money makers in the theater go to VOD. And then movies like, you know, again, Wonder Woman 84, 
You think they're going to really hold off and fucking put that on VOD? Of course not. They're going to wait, make you wait until they can put that in theaters. Uh, you know, Black Widow is doing that. They have no, especially in the, uh, the, and you know, of course, I'm going to say this of all people, but what could be considered as the oversaturated comic book film division of movies right now, there's no problem with waiting. There are so many of them out there. There are so many that people haven't even seen, like the Dean. Um, you know, so so there's plenty of time for people to sit and wait. Disney's generating plenty of funds in other ways anyway, so it doesn't make a difference to them. <clears throat> On the flip side, have you heard anything more about the possible AMC um, court thing going on about them suing? Or is that kind of like just been tucked under the rug for right now? I think it's uh, it's under the rug at the moment. I haven't heard anything new on it at all. I mean, again, that's why that's one of those where any kind of litigation, they've got to get all their ducks in a row, figure out if they really want to do it, figure out if they're really going to do it. Is somebody going to buy them? You know, there, there's so many different things. I think it's a lot of posture trying to make news for the sake of news. Okay, and then let's see here. Just keeping with the comic book stuff, and we'll get to you in just a second, Dean, just because I wanted to ask well, it's just because it's again the um, King put it on the Talking Terror page is that the Justice League Snyder cut is going to possibly be coming mm-hmm. out to HBO Max soon. Um, what the hell is this? I haven't even heard of this, man. Uh, it's Zack Snyder's variation of the movie. I mean, you know, he was the original director of the film, but pulled out because uh, of a tragedy in his family. Um, so at that point, they, they moved it over to, to Whedon, who finished the film. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how that all ended up. So there is supposedly out there a cut that is darker and more in tone with the Batman versus Superman and the Man of Steel and all of that stuff. So and supposedly, I guess, oh, it has okay. extra, like a half hour, 40 minutes, 50 minutes extra, maybe an hour extra. I don't know. I don't think there's anything that's going to save the Justice League at all. I mean, the movie just, uh, <laughs> it was what it was, unfortunately, you know, for, for better or worse. It had its good moments. It had its bad. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Um, all right. So, Dean, what have you got for horror news? Uh, the first thing I wanted to do was check in with the King of Horror to find out if he ever followed up uh, with the author about the Ghoulies books. I sent him a message on Facebook. I'm just waiting to hear back. It hasn't been read yet, so I'll probably send him All a right follow-up then. message you know, next week. So, but it's out there, and I'm sure he'll just take his time to respond. Oh, he hasn't seen it. Just, you know, these things take time. All right, then. Uh, thank you for that update. I know our audience has been wrapped with uh, anticipation to, to learn. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? So uh, moving on, uh, you know, not not really in our genre, but some something interesting I saw about The Simpsons, um, you know, still going strong these days. Uh, I believe I started watching The Simpsons when I was in seventh <clears throat> or eighth grade. So it's amazing to me that they're still trugging along. But um mm-hmm. The entire catalog of Simpsons episodes is available on Disney Plus, and they have been saying uh, for a long time that one of the problems with streaming episodes of The Simpsons, especially, (laughs) it's funny to say this, episodes from the first 19 and a half seasons, is that they are streamed streamed (laughs) in the 16 
nine aspect ratio, uh, but that goes against the original four three that they were aired in, and that stretching sometimes messes up some of the visual gags. Uh, Disney yes. Plus has announced that starting uh, May 28th, all of those episodes of Simpsons, you will now have the option to stream them in their original 4-3 aspect ratio. I thought that was pretty cool. That is awesome. <laughs> That's sweet, <Thank> man. <laughs> I, just, I just thought it was pretty, like, a cool thing, you know? Like, it's just yeah, like this thing that, like, sometimes doesn't get thought about, and it's weird sometimes when you, not on streaming, but you turn on, you see something on the TV, and you can, you turn it on, and you could tell that it's just being stretched, uh, you know, even though originally it was or 4 3, but they stretch it. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was a cool piece of news. And where's this going to be available at? Uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus, motherfucker. Oh, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So if Lisa, you feel like watching Lisa the 400 plus episodes of The Simpsons, you can tune into Disney Plus. <laughs> Lisa, don't forget Bleeding Gums. He's going to be the other Disney princess. <laughs> yep. Uh, there is a a movie uh, agency called Creative Artists Agency, and they are starting a new project called Screening Room with the Stars, uh, where they will be teaming up with movie studios to stream uh, some of their more popular movies and, and have watch, watch parties uh, with stars of the movie. And since we've talked so much about him on this show, uh, for better or for worse, depending on who you ask, uh, the first of these is going to take place uh, tomorrow at 4 p.m. on the MGM Studios Facebook page, where you will be able to watch the original Rocky uh, with none other than Sylvester Stallone himself. Uh, and be what? communicating and asking questions with Stallone while watching the original Rocky. That's pretty fucking I know rad. you're going to be all over that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, probably probably not, though. Um, like, I think it's an awesome, I think it's an awesome, like, project, but, like, I haven't really gotten into any of these, like, streaming parties and watching parties. I think it's a cool concept, um, but it's, I don't think it's something I'm going to tune into. I mean, maybe I will if there's nothing going on, but, uh, but I think it's awesome. Um, you know, regardless of what you think about his career, I think everyone recognizes that, like, like Stallone is one of those, like, kind of global Hollywood icons. And uh, for him to take the time to, not that anyone is doing anything right now, but to take the time to watch his, you know, one of his movies and one of the most enduring movies in American cinema uh, with his fans and communicate while watching, I think it's pretty awesome. Yeah, dude, I, th- I agree, man. It's totally cool. <laughs> And in other uh, streaming party news, uh, tomorrow night at 8 p.m., in a partnership with Sci-Fi, you can watch Child's Play uh, with Don Mancini. And, uh, you know, he'll be uh, following along on Twitter, and there's a certain, a certain few hashtags you can follow and uh, be communicating during the screening of Child's Play. And, uh, you know, late news here, but today... If you wanted to, you would have had the opportunity to watch a screening of the Man of Steel uh, with Mr. Snyder himself. That was, but that was today. Hmm. Uh, okay, I, I believe they're also uh, doing another one with Halloween or something like that. I think the King put something uh, about that on the I, talking yeah, terror I page. Had, I'm so glad you were paying attention to my news last week when I covered that story. Um, so, <laughs> um, no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah, I talked about that on the nope. show last week. That took place. Uh, that took place this past weekend, and uh, I do have a note from that because one of the things that came out of that as they were watching, um, David Gordon Green said that uh, when they were watching it in the scene, 
in the bathroom when David Michael Allen Myers. Greer? Uh, what's that? You say David Allen Greer. David David Gordon Green. What are you talking about, David Allen Greer? Oh, oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> David <laughs> Allen Greer. <laughs> where where's that guy been for the last twenty something years? Um, <laughs> but anyway. Uh, David Gordon Green, when watching it, said that the scene in the in the rust in the bathroom uh, in the re- the gas station bathroom uh, when Michael Myers dispatches the two reporters was the most violent scene that he had made uh, since he made Pineapple Express, and uh, until uh, until Halloween Kills, apparently there is going to be a um, a, a shocking scene of of violence in the upcoming Halloween Kills movie, and. Um, get the fuck out of here! There's gonna be violence in the horror movie. Oh, shit. yeah, but apparently, apparently, <laughs> according to Andy Matichak, the actress in the movie, uh, she says that this movie is going to give violence a whole new meaning, and that you know oh. I talked about we talked about on on this show how <laughs> a whole new meaning scare the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> that there's going to be shocking violence. The likes of which has never been seen before. No, they didn't say that. That's not a thing. But, um, you yeah. was masturbating. Um, some bees. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, you know, David Gordon Green says Halloween Kills has the most violent scene that he's ever shot in his career. So be curious to see, uh, you know, all of the news that's been filtering out from uh, Halloween Kills, like whoever's spoken about it, they all seem to have the same company line, which is something along the lines of it being meaner and nastier and violent and, and all of this. So, uh, you know, it remains to be seen. They're, they're still holding out hope for its original October release date. Uh, but they're not, um, you know, they're not under any illusion that that, that might actually happen considering uh, the state of the world. So they're still holding out hope that their release date will stick. Um, but again, we'll see what happens in the ever-changing world uh, with, in which we live in. So, so it's going to be meaner. It's going to be more violent. And in other words, it's going to be nothing like the original 1977 film or 78 film <laughs> that, it was, that, it's, that it's based off of, which was none of yes. those things. <laughs> so yeah, because that, that's, that's one of those – no, that's one of those weird things about the original Halloween movie is it really is like, you know, like everyone – like Texas Chainsaw, everyone thinks it's so scary and so bloody and this and that. And that's one of those things that makes it such a great horror movie that you can actually share with the entire family is <sighs> – the lack of blood and the actual lack of violence is like, yeah, there are murders in there, but it's not all gore and sprawl and all that kind of shit. Yeah. You know? you know, on that same note, on that same note, and you brought up Texas Chainsaw Massacre where that movie is atmospheric is all get out. And it's just like hot and gross. And like, you, you feel like you're sweating when you're watching it. Um, and there are some shocking blasts of violence, but there is almost no blood in that movie at all. And, uh, you know, every, anything that I had heard before I had ever seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the first time led me to believe that I was tuning into this blood, this blood filled gore fest. Uh, and then I remember watching it going, I mean, this is this movie is gripping me and it's scary, but like, where's all this fucking blood? You know, it's Chainsaw Massacre. Where's the body parts flying and and everything. And I one thing I distinctly remember is I was watching some there was like some little featurette somewhere when they were doing the, the Texas Chainsaw remake. And there was some like uh-huh. smarmy Hollywood producer in like a suit with his expensive haircut talking about creating this 
producing this remake. And I remember he distinctly said that uh, they're going for something different and that their movie is not going to be a humongous bloodbath like the original. And I was like, dude, did you even see the original? You know, um, because it's not. The original is not a bloodbath. Yeah, but anyway, I, I agree. I digress. <laughs> That's all I cared about in that so, movie was fucking on, we talked about this before. Like, encroaching What's bosom. That? All I cared about, about in bosom? that movie was, was Daddario's encroaching bosom as her shirt just seemed to get tighter and tighter and tighter through that <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that it just the, the humidity and sweat causes it just to stick to you. But, um, uh, you know, yeah, you were yeah, talking absolutely. a little bit before about Let some of the different it. films and movies uh, that were going to be coming, uh, you know, to, like to the on-demand versus theatrical platform. And, yes, I know you guys talked about and posted earlier today about the possibility of uh, Bill and Ted 3 uh, meeting that fate, uh, which it yeah. seemed like that might happen. It's not 100% set in stone, but what is set in stone, uh, there was supposed to be a humongous or what they were hoping to be a humongous uh, blockbuster coming out Father's Day. Uh, called Greyhound, starring Tom Hanks, uh, that was going to be a World War II-based, like, submarine movie, uh, you know, big budget, you know, big ticket, you know, kicking off the summer season tentpole type of movie. And it was announced today that that movie is not getting a theatrical release, but that is going to, uh, that's going to be going to the Apple Plus, or whatever the Apple thing is called. Um Apparently, they announced they they when this whole theater shutdown thing started. Apparently, behind the scenes, the studio making Greyhound immediately started looking for different avenues. And apparently, there was a bidding war, and Apple paid seventy million dollars for the rights to this. Um, wow. Oh, okay. This a, well, I, I don't I don't see you know I, I I don't see how that's a good investment, but. Um, Anyway, this was going to be a this is a case of what was this isn't like a little genre movie like Invisible Man like this is a this is going to be a tentpole huge budget Hollywood action movie. Um, right, right. You know, I, I get where you're coming from, man. Yeah, the, the not going in the theater and not not being held back until it can go in the theater. They're going to put this on the streaming services. So uh, I don't well, know if I this mean, is the I kind mean, of movie where people are. I, I, let me just my, my thought. I just I don't know if this is the kind of movie where people are going to be like, oh, I have to get the Apple right now to see this movie. Like I'm not going to. I, I just I don't know how that all works. Where them to pay seventy million? Like where where does the money come back? I, I got a year yeah, free yeah, of yeah, Apple yeah. TV and I haven't watched it yet. So um, yeah. that goes, maybe that'll finally get me to watch. Yeah. Um, the one thing I would say about this movie is it's interesting if it's supposed to be some big summer blockbuster because again, pretty much up until the whole COVID crisis happened. I was at theaters pretty regularly and I don't remember seeing a trailer or an inkling, a poster, nothing for this movie at all. I remember seeing the trailer online sometime back, but I, but I would imagine, you know, we've been on lockdown now. My last day of work was March 13th. So it's been over two months and we're probably like, in that time now where like the marketing would be going on, you know, and if they're not going to be putting it in the theater Dude, and they said that I saw they said that this movie four or five months in advance with the AMC stuff, man, there was stuff that like, I've been waiting for like three months to finally come out four months. So for something that's supposed to be that, sure, big, but if this I'm movie supposed- was due to come out, if this movie was due to come out in June, uh, you know, going back to March, that's three months. And if they knew prior to March that things were trending closed, 
uh, maybe they decided just not to spend the money on the marketing blitz. I mean, I have no idea, that's you know, a, but that's just that's a, a possibility because I was going to say I remember seeing trailers for 1917 back in August when I first got a list, and I remember seeing them then and saying to myself, "Wow, I really want to go see that in theaters when it finally comes out." And of course, did I end up going to see? Did it you in see theaters? it in theaters? No, of course not. Of course not, because by the time it came out in fucking December, it was five months later, and there was a whole bunch of other things that I kept saying to myself, oh, yeah, I really want to go see this, but, oh, I'm going to go see this again, or I'm going to go see this, and I'm going to do that. I mean, it oh, was no. cool. I, never, you I, know, still, I, I still I, haven't I, even seen 1917 at all. It's, it's worth a look. It's worth a look for sure. I'll get there. Definitely Eventually. worth a look. Next year. Eventually. Next year. <laughs> uh, let's see. What else I'll catch got? up on that. Um, catch up on the Marvel Universe, man. Yeah, man. Because <laughs> that, 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 you know, that, uh, you know, that, um, that comparison is so, is so, so relevant. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, on the flip side, again, on the Talking Terror page, uh, King brought up some news that um, Ruby Rose, the chick who plays Batwoman, is quitting after just one season. So now they've got to recast if they want to keep the show going about if they want to sit there and keep doing Batwoman. And I know, Ghoul, like, you know, you watch all the CW, DC multiverse stuff, and I'm not sure if Batwoman is tied into it or not. Yeah, um, she is intrinsically <laughs> oh. tied into it, actually. Um, I believe, uh, again, I mean, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm going to venture that talking to all you guys, it doesn't matter if I spoil shit. Um, if you are somewhat invested into the CW series and you haven't caught up on at least Crisis, then sorry. Don't listen for a couple of seconds. Please the reality, don't spoil it. I can't wait to find out. I bet you can. I know. You're jerking off in your fucking flash socks right now as we speak. Um, I'm not wearing socks. <laughs> I'm not wearing pants. Uh, so, so the CW quote-unquote universe was, you know, pretty much kicked off with Arrow. Um, you know, yeah. which was the Green Arrow representation on the CW. Uh, that was followed mm-hmm. up with Flash. Eventually they married in Supergirl, um, Legends of Tomorrow, a couple other shows. Other characters have trickled in and out. They've, they've either moved them to other shows or they put them aside characters. Um, Batwoman was, uh, I think, was who was supposed to take over essentially as Crisis killed off Arrow. So Oliver Queen is no longer around, and I think she was supposed to kind of be the one that was going to step up and kind of be like that new flagship fucking uh, show for that because that show is going to be done. Um, Obviously, Flash has got a huge, huge following behind it, but I feel like Arrow, as it was, was very much Batman, just Robin Hood as Batman. And I think they borrowed a lot yeah, of that, Batman's that... storylines for that series. So moving it to Batwoman well, yeah, made all, a lot of sense. Yeah, well, especially all of the Raza Ghoul shit, you know, the um, the the assassins, you know, all of that was Batman's storyline. When they brought it in, into her, I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not your storyline. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, in the comic books, I think they they flirted with these kind of things, and I'm pretty sure Oliver Queen did go through a lot of this stuff. I never was a big, I wasn't a big DC comic book reader as it was, let alone be an Arrow reader. It just wasn't, didn't entertain me in any way. Um, 
But, you know, again, I think that's where Batwoman was was supposed to go. I know that they're moving on with the show. They're going to continue it regardless. Um, they're just going to have to find somebody new, which is a shame because Ruby Rose actually was really good. And she's one of those actresses that I know anytime she's on screen, like you just can't help but watch her. She's the kind of female that's attractive to men and women both. And you like you look at her. She's almost got this David Bowie androgyny about her. Um, and again, it does. Yeah, I've watched not a couple episodes. I know, you, I know what you're talking actor. about. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I guess they're just gonna have to move on, find somebody new. <laughs> Hopefully, they, you know, again, try and stay in the same camp as you know, like you said, attractive to both sides, and don't go just straight up Batgirl with it, you know. Well, I mean, she obviously catered towards the, you know, the gay community as a gay superhero. You know what I mean? Her character, her storyline, she wasn't just like, you know, like in Supergirl you have a gay character, but it's her sister. You know, this was actually the main lead who was a homosexual, you know, and that I think was a very important thing. So that's something you don't want to lose, but now you got to be careful on who you're casting with that. Um, But again, they'll they'll do what they're going to do and go the route they're going to go with it. Yeah, and I'm so, guessing she must have gotten something bigger and better because you can't tell me they weren't willing to pay her. You know, it couldn't have been that. Yeah, especially with how successful CW's been with DC shows, it's like something had to have come along or something. You know, or who knows? Maybe she got knocked off like Becky Lynch. Ah. Whoa. <laughs> That's a possibility. So what? Else, so what else you got in news, Doc? Uh, so, you guys were talking about the, yeah, seriously, man, uh, you were talking, I don't even know my, uh, you were talking about the CW, uh, doesn't even know his name, CW has, CW has, uh, renewed their two-sentence horror stories show for a second season, I didn't know there was a first season, and, that was on Netflix, the, well, it was a CW show, but I, I guess they're showing it on Netflix. I don't know. Oh, okay. um, but also, two-sentence horror, two so, yeah, two, is that what you said? It's really cool, Yes, two-sentence horror stories. Yeah, man, I had, a, I had a list of like 100 of those things that I would carry around and, uh, you know, use them on, on students sometimes randomly, uh, like my horror nerds, and, uh, you know, have two sentences and let them try to figure it out. And, uh, you know, sometimes it would blow their minds. It's a, it's a pretty cool concept. Mm-hmm. And the show was good. You know, I watched we watched a couple episodes of it, and you know, for the most part, the the episodes were entertaining. And you spend all this time like watching it because if I remember right, they would give you the first sentence, and you know, you'd watch the the episode, and it wouldn't be until it ended that you get the second sentence, and then you're like, oh, uh. okay, shit, because you know, whoever directed it got those two sentences, and this is the story they created from that. Oh, cool, yeah. man. So like so you uh, monkey, so you're not familiar with like a two sentence horror story? I I remember the one about something about um he looked the, down last, at his penis. the last man and the king screamed. No, the last man No, the one I remember was um the last man on earth sat in his ro- uh locked room and he heard a knock at the door or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's like a, that's like an example of one. Like ones that stick in my head that I kind of know is like one is like, uh, you know, from like point of view of father, he's like, you know, my son called me into the room 
and, and, and said he was scared that there was a monster under the bed. So like I got down on my knees and looked under the bed and my son was under the bed and said, there's a monster on my bed. Um, and there's like another one where like, where like the, the little girl is like, I heard my mom call me down the steps, but when I got to the steps, my mom opened my door and pulled me in the room and said, I heard that too. <laughs> you know, those are just, That's those are cool. two that for some reason, yeah, those are two that for some reason like stuck in my head. But when you tell that to like a 10 year old, <laughs> it blows their mind. <laughs> now, uh, so I think the I think the CW is also one of the networks that was in the running to try and like get some kind of Lost Boys TV series off the ground, and once again it's been a colossal failure. Uh, I remember once before this was trying surprise, to get surprise. going, but what I didn't what I what I did not know was how many different pilots were actually shot, including an alternate version with women called the Lost Girls uh, that they mm-hmm. refused to air. So they, they shot another pilot. Yeah, they shot another pilot for this, and uh, apparently they thought it was on track uh, to air, and the plug has once again been pulled. And uh, so once again, the Lost Boys uh, stays in limbo, which is probably for the best. I don't understand like the desperate need to try to you know pump air into something that's obviously dead. The Lost Boys was a was a really cool movie in the genre like 30 years ago. Everyone has great memories of it and everyone loves The Lost Boys and it's just it, it's just not working, you know, for whatever reason, it's just not working. So just let the fucking thing rest and move on with your fucking life. In my opinion. Well, I mean, well, on the flip side though, if you really want an expanded view of the Lost Boys universe, I do know you can go ahead and read the IDW comic book. Um, they picked up the title, they got somehow got some rights to it to be able to do the comic books, and they are doing expanded stories f- from that t- that little universe. All right, good to know. Uh, if people are interested in checking out uh, the, more of the Lost Boy stories, then check out the comic book universe. Um, and then uh, I don't uh, – has anybody here uh, – I'm sure some of you guys have seen it, but I haven't uh, seen the Scream 4 from a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I know the King watched, watched it not too long ago because <laughs> uh. he, watched, he watched one and two, and then I believe he was going to watch three and four. Is that right, King? Yeah, so there was a Scream 4 a couple years ago, and apparently uh, Scream is coming back again, and it's uncertain whether this is a, another sequel or, or reboot um, or reimagining, but I know Kevin Williamson is involved in production, and uh, Nev Campbell says that she's been in talks, but uh, it's been announced that uh, David Arquette is formally involved and has signed on to, uh, you know, re, uh, to once again step into the shoes of uh, Deputy, Deputy Dewey. And, uh, you know, hopefully they kill him this time. Doofus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Doofy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I feel like with them getting, you know, Nev Campbell and, and, and David Arquette, it sounds to me more like, uh, taking place in the same universe and not being like a, some kind of remake or, I mean, reboot. I, I don't know, but, uh, there hasn't been much details about this other than it's, that it is moving forward and this casting has begun and, and whatnot. Then, Meanwhile, uh, Matthew Lillard's yelling, I'm available, I'm available. Yeah, seriously. Um, that guy was in, like, everything. Every time he turned around, I feel like I haven't seen him in a million years. Um, maybe he'll get work again if Freddie Prince Jr. ever does. Um, so, anyway, finally... They need to team uh, back up I know, again. 
the over the last decade or so, the the purge is something that has been, uh, you know, very popular and uh, with no plan announced as far as any kind of streaming or on demand uh, information. Universal has completely pulled the next film, The Forever Purge, from the schedule. Uh, they have taken it from the schedule with no other information. And in other bad news from The Purge, USA has announced that they have canceled The Purge series after two seasons. Oh, man, really? <sighs> yes, sir. That was, oh, you man, know, that, that was a fun little series. Monkey likes watching. Yeah, it yeah, it, um I watched season 1. I was ne- I n- never had a chance to get to season 2. Um I believe King watched both seasons. Yep. Watching both. Pretty good. Sad to see that uh, they're ending it, but you know, got two seasons out of it, so that's good. Uh and okay. that's what's happening. Uh, is he here? All right. So, guess now we go into the movie. All right. Um this week, we are covering <laughs> – no segue, because I suck at this. All right, we are covering <laughs> Invaders from Mars from 1986, directed by Toby Hooper. Uh, kick-ass special effects by Stan Winston. All right, and um, <laughs> yeah, it's just this movie is the story of David Gardner, a small-town boy who is infatuated with science and outer space and all that kind of small shit. Small-town boy. <laughs> One night after he and his dad watch a meteor shower, he sees a large alien spacecraft land behind the hill in his backyard. The next day, he starts to notice changes in the behavior of his dad and people in his school. Along with behavior, everyone also has strange marks on the back of their necks. And this all leads to an all-out attack from invaders from Mars. Okay, and what I thought of this is... Yeah. Um this was this was my first time watching this. Again, I'm just trying to, you know, make tick marks off my mental, you know, VHS rental rack that's in my head of stuff I never saw but always saw in the video stores. Um and I know that I I want to I want to cut just cut you off there real quick. Uh yeah. I just and um, this is this is a serious question. Uh you know, especially being in the same age range. Uh and yeah. I don't know like your background in uh, access to cable television in the in the late 80s, but like this movie was on one, I don't remember which one, but at the time there was only three premium movie channels, HBO, Showtime, and Cinemax. Yeah. Uh, this movie was on like a thousand times. Um, I have seen yeah. this movie so many freaking times just because of the sheer volume of times you would turn on the TV and it was on. How did you miss it? I didn't have cable as a kid. I will, okay, uh, wasn't allowed to watch cable. Um, yeah, because I had a crappy, I had a crappy, cr- crappy Christian, I had a crappy Christian mom who didn't want to have cable. She didn't want us to have access to uh, MTV and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, Shalom. um, this, uh, yeah, but um, <laughs> all the children. No, no, exactly. that's, a, that's, a, that's a that's a that's a perfectly legitimate answer. I was just cur- I was just curious. Thank yeah, you. no, and that that's exactly what I was gonna get get into is because I know this was an heavy rotation when we were kids. Everyone fucking talked about this movie. And um, the only way I could see these movies is by having my friends who did see it a million fucking times on cable would sit down and tell me the movie scene by scene, you know, and tell me what it was and, you know, how, how the movie went. Um, and 
Like, this is a movie that now watching it for the first time, I really wish I had seen this when it was in heavy rotation. I, um, I would have fucking loved this movie as a kid. Like, I would have been all over this fucking shit like The Last Starfighter. Um, the special effects were fucking awesome. You know, of course, Stan Winston, <laughs> right before he's getting ready to go on to Alien. Um, you know, but him, he expanded his entire workshop to be able to, you know, crunch and do the effects for this movie. The effects were awesome. Set design, maybe not so much, because set design was definitely a ripoff of Giger, <laughs> but on a lower budget than Stan Winston's Creatures. Um, but this is a movie that I think was definitely made, you know, for kids during that time, you know, when they're watching stuff like Goonies, Last Starfighter, E.T., you know, Monster Squad, you know, I think this definitely fits into that little niche of movies. And as an adult, like, I can definitely see problems with it, you know, watching it, but I can see how at that time, that age range would have fucking loved this movie. And that's what I think of that. Uh, (laughs) So, King, what did you think? Okay. Cool. What did you think about Invaders from Mars? <laughs> Whoa. Yes. Yeah, what did you uh, thought, man? What did you think about Invaders from Mars? Uh, well, you guys were just talking about it. Uh, yeah, this was a heavy rotation movie that was on HBO a lot uh, when I was a kid. Um, this, uh, Lady in White, RoboCop, a uh, ton of other movies like The Gate, Monster Squad. I mean, I watched it all on HBO back in the day because I had parents that were never around. So I got home. And they weren't around, so I could watch whatever the fuck I wanted, and that's what I watched. So it was just a, a heavy rotation type of film that it never gave me nightmares as a kid, but it definitely kind of creeped me out in certain ways because I kind of related to that kid. You know, what if you wake up one day and your parents aren't who they are and they're acting strange? You know, all of a sudden you get to school and people are acting strange. Uh, Louise Fletcher, as the teacher eating that frog, stuck with me for many, many decades. And that was the one thing that I could tell people. If you remember one thing from Invaders of Mars, it's Louise Fletcher eating a frog. <laughs> it's uh, the, the iconic scene of that movie. You know, her turning around with that frog leg kicking out of her mouth. You know, <laughs> you know so I, I, I mean, watching it now, you know, as an adult, it still holds up, I guess, a little bit. I mean, the creature effects are still great, but you just, you don't realize how annoying Hunter Carson is as David until you're older. And you're like, Jesus Christ, the aliens need to win. They need to defeat Earth just because of this fucking kid. Because <laughs> he just gets on your fucking nerves. Mm-hmm. Like, alien, destroy him first. Take him because he's got <laughs> But it's also a unique thing that when you watch it, and not to give you too much spoilers because we're going to get into it, but it does have a very dreamlike quality to it, where this is like a kid realizing things are going wrong. He doesn't have his parents to turn to anymore, so he's going to take it upon himself and to hit on his nurse. They call her a window a lot because he's got the hot for it. And try to figure out what the fuck's going on. And he has the full cooperation of the military with no questions asked. It's like a kid's fucking dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not <laughs> Good point. You know, <laughs> so not, cool. not going to go there, think, but... man. All right, so this for me, uh, similar to you, Monkey, I didn't have cable as a kid. Um, didn't get cable until 
you know, we moved out to Jersey, and I, I've said this so many times on the damn show. Uh, I just, you know, this is my, my first time seeing this movie. Uh, on the opposite end of this, uh, as soon as the ghoul girl heard that this was the movie and confirmed that it was the movie that she was thinking of, she loved this movie. She had seen this as a kid with her parents. She was, like, ecstatic to watch this. Um for me, this is one of those films that, yes, you know what? I wish I saw this as a kid because I would have loved it as a kid. I would have been right there with little Hunter Carson going, wow, zooey, aliens, and we're going to pew, pew, blast them, blast them, and this and that. Um, you know what? To, to, to mirror what the king said, he is bad. You know, but this is, uh, to, to, be fair, to be fair, this is Karen Black's son. Um, yes, so there, there's a reason he's in the movie. Um, <laughs> but again, it's, uh, yeah, like I said, I wish I saw this as a kid. It was enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Some of the effects were cool and whatnot. They're definitely, you could, you know, knowing that aliens comes out, like when I looked at stuff up on this aliens came out a month after this, that same year. I know where Stan Winston's real work was going at the time. You know, these were like <laughs> leftover, these were the leftover effects of ideas for aliens that they weren't using. You know, this was like, hey, I have this idea for a, a xenomorph. And it was like, uh-uh, no, no. It just looks like a fucking turd with legs. Um, so, <laughs> there you go. Well, it's also, uh, so, uh, um, I think so it was, uh, Dean, if you can look you up, Dean, it, Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. No, it was it was John Dykstra worked on the movie too, and if I'm not wrong, he worked on the original Star Wars, and he was the one that came up with the lightsabers. So I mean, that's pretty cool get too, to have him work out in Vader's and Mars and kind of help out Stan Winston. So I mean, that's a, a cool little get to have for your movie. Okay, but if we can get back to Dean uh, and just yep. have you elaborate on um, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, again, so. Unlike unlike some of you guys, this is one that in its time uh, I had seen a thousand times, and I have not times. seen uh, I have not seen a scene from this movie in I, I don't even know how many years, but it's been a very 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 long time, and it was so fun to have so many images that I guess were so uh, you know burned into me from seeing it so much that I didn't right. remember until. Uh, they appeared on the screen again. Uh, the, the gigantic pile of bacon and then the eating of the raw meat. Um, I was like, oh, God, like I, I totally remember that, you know. And uh, remembering, no. yes, and I agree, with the, I agree with the monkey and how this movie kind of slots in uh, to that kind of mid to late 80s mold of that kid in danger because of some outrageous situation and has to save the day. Hence the Goonies and the Monster Squad and the Explorers and this. And, you know, uh, obviously you talked about Louise Fletcher and the Frog. I mean, Louise Fletcher is an Academy Award winning actress who had won an Academy Award for for One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Um, Yep, Nurse Ratchet. (laughs) And there she is with a a frog in her mouth. Uh, So that scene, of course, and the the kind of slow walk um, through the classroom as uh, David Gardner like makes his way to that back part of the classroom and then walks in in the slow walk as you see her at the table before she turns around with the frog, excuse me, with the frog in her mouth. And 
him, you know, going to the nurse and explaining. Uh, and another image from this one that uh, that totally is burned into my head is when they stop at the gas station and the nurse goes to make the phone call. She's going to go call the state police. Uh, and, uh, you know, Nurse Ratchet shows up in the bus and tries to pull him out of the car. There's something about the scene of him running down the street and her running after him as, as the nurse follows in the car. There's something about that imagery that it was it's just stuck in my head all the time. But, you know, looking at it now as an adult, uh, yeah, this is what this isn't a movie for this isn't a movie for adults. You know, this is a movie for kids. Uh, yeah. I, I loved this movie as a as a 12 year old, you know, and I would imagine there are a million other kids that are, you know, people out there our age in uh, our age brackets that look back and, and say, oh, when I, I, I love that movie when I was a kid. But, you know, it doesn't hold the same effect or the same appeal. Um, you know, I, 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 I enjoyed the revisit. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, uh, and pick out on all these flaws and everything. But it was it was definitely enjoyable to revisit. In fact, uh, in the, I, I, I did have a little bit of pause when this was announced because, like, how am I going to feel about it now? And it was a it was a very enjoyable trip down memory lane. So thank you for the pick, one. Cool. Awesome, man. I'm glad you had a fun time. Okay. Now, before we get into this movie, King, I want to sit there and ask you, um, because there was something about Hooper uh, doing this movie, and it was something about, like, a, a picture deal of, like, something about him, like, be, like they wanted him to do Texas Chainsaw again or something, and he wanted to do other stuff, right? Or was it the other way around? No, actually, uh, you had it right. Uh, it was a three-picture deal with Canon Films, uh, the Go on Globus uh, company. Uh, they had offered him a three-picture contract, and they really did want Texas Chainsaw Massacre too. That was the whole reason why they signed him, because they wanted a sequel to that original film. And he kept pushing it off, because he kept wanting to do other things. So the first film was Life Force, which actually is on the TV at a certain point when David comes home from school, so that's going to be playing on the TV. Hey, vampires. Uh, <laughs> so he does Life Force, and it doesn't do so well. So uh, Go on Globus come up to him again, and they say, hey, let's uh, Texas Chainsaw too. Come on, man, we could do it. And he says, yeah, you know, I, I want to do it. Don't get me wrong. But I want to do a remake of the William Cameron Menzies movie, Invaders from Mars in 1953. Uh, if we do that, I will definitely do Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. So he ended up doing both movies in the same year, 1986. Really? Uh, and Invaders <laughs> Mars failed and just didn't make the market theaters. But Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, big hit. But that was the end of his contract with, Cam- uh, with Canon. So going Globus said, you know what? It was great working with you, but that's it. Three-picture deal. Two movies failed. One was good. So thank you for that. But going Globus never really liked Invaders of Mars. It felt it was just kind of yeah, a, we're gonna a go dumb, make childish movie. Superman Four: The Quest for Peace. Yeah, because this movie this movie had like a budget of like twelve million bucks, and or something like that. Seven and it only Okay, and it only made like five million. <laughs> so, Four point nine. Yep. <laughs> It's, it, you know, it just it didn't hit the mark. You know, Toby had a lot of problems in the 80s following the success of the Poltergeist. He just he couldn't get back into it, and a lot of it had to be the rumor that Steven Spielberg actually directed it, not Toby. So he had to fight off against that, you know, in the late 80s when he made these movies, hoping that one of them would hit, you know, especially Invaders, because he was such a huge fan of that original film, even recreating shots from that original film, like the fence line. Outside of the gardener's home, you know, it's straight out of the 1950s, yeah. 
invaders. <laughs> so he was trying really hard to pay tribute, but just people didn't get it. They just weren't really interested. Yeah, because I was watching the same thing you were about that um, special where, you know, Hooper was talking about, and he was really invested, you know, because uh, in the yeah. interview, it's like he was just talking about how much he loved the original movie, how much it had impact on him, uh, you know, as a kid and affected his love of movies, you know, and he just really, really wanted to pay homage to the original. He really did, you know, which is why he went so far as, you know, nailing down, you know, the two slat fence and stuff like that in the hill, you know, is he wanted to have that in there to sit there and <clears throat> just capture those moments from the original movie while still expanding it and trying to update it for a newer audience. Well, he went as far as to even hire Jimmy Hunt, who played the original David from 1953 as the police chief. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's and the then original he, you know, my movie. Yeah, and then later has that great line about how he hasn't been up there since he was a kid, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And that, to me, is one of the most effective things about this movie as you get into it, is that you do have David and his father who works for NASA. He wants to be an astronaut. His father's very encouraging about it and giving him, you know, pennies because he's a penny collector. But it's once that UFO drops and it lands just over that fence line. That becomes one of the more uh, suspenseful things about the movie is that fence line because you don't know what's over it. You don't know what's waiting over that fence line for you. So that's why when the father goes over there and then he comes back is what he comes back as, you just don't know. Mm. And it's one of the most foreboding things, especially Mm. as a kid watching it. Like, what the fuck is over that fence line? Why are people turning when they come back? And I think that we could have had a a way longer delay. I think we could have built, like in this movie, built more – suspense about what is over the fence line, you know, and just, you know, over the hilltop and just build on that. And I think we just unfortunately reveal too much too soon in this movie. Um, Very quick. But yeah, yeah. But like you said, you know, so from, I dis- straight I, from the get-go. I want to step in there. Uh, I disagree with that as like a movie, as a movie that's like for kids. Uh, you know, I feel mm-hmm. like getting it going, uh, that's one of the things. I was like, all right, we're like moving here, like a nice, quick like pace like there was decent enough exposition like david wants to be an astronaut and his father shares that bond and like boom 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 something lands and and we're off and we're going and and it doesn't waste any time so uh i i that's something about it that i kind of appreciated like i I would imagine as a kid like it's something that isn't gonna not i don't want to say bore me but it it doesn't waste any time in getting going and i would imagine as a kid uh that that is something that's going to keep keep you engaged is that what you would imagine that's a good point Huh? That's what you imagined <laughs> as a kid. I mean, I didn't. I don't know if I consciously thought, "Oh, I'm really <laughs> enjoying the pacing of this movie," uh, but I liked it well enough that I would watch it numerous, numerous times. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's I'm a good point. Checking, man. And you can see it. You know, jeez, <laughs> I'm getting it going. Um, you know, and the father comes back without the slipper on. And he's like, "Oh, I'm fine. My coffee." Real fucking fast. You know, obviously he's changed. The mother doesn't know any change in him, but he's got this weird thing on the back of his neck. And he's just like, hey, son, there really is something wrong with me. So why don't we just go over that hill and figure out what the hell's going on, huh? No, nah, I got to go to school, bro. Sorry. Bus is here. See you yeah. oh, Excuse me. <laughs> Good. Don't 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 forget to take your Senko with <laughs> – oh, sorry. Equal with your coffee. That was a lot of equal that he was dumping in his coffee. 
I'm like, man, he's just going for it. It just comes out of his mouth as he pulls the mug away. Was <laughs> that what I, was? I, thought they were, I thought they were Tic Tacs. No, they were Eagle <laughs> Tablets. It was Eagle oh, Tablets, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell. They, uh, the only version of this movie available was on uh, Prime, and it was a standard definition cut. They didn't have any high def. Oh, it was available on TV yeah. as well, man. I sent you a link. Two oh, and YouTube. Didn't check. Didn't check, Tubi. But, yeah, you know, things start to get weird. You know, he goes to take off for school. You know, (laughs) we start to have freaky, you know, scene in there. And, again, some like some people I – some reviews I read about this movie was uh, Hooper maybe put some not-so-deliberate, deliberate deliberate, uh, punches to E.T. in here. Um (laughs) Because of the whole thing about um, beside the bed, when he go, goes to bed, he has a bag of M&M's instead of Reese's because M&M's were supposed to be the original candy that was going to be in E.T. And then right. later we have the frog di- we have the frog dissection scene just like in E.T. <laughs> so it was, you know, some people have speculated that maybe there were some slight little punches there to Spielberg, even though – Behind-the-scenes stuff, Hooper says he had nothing bad to say about Spielberg. Him and Spielberg get along famously. But anyway, we get to school, and it's and it's frog week at the school. <laughs> it is great. That whole scene when they have the frogs, and, yeah, this clutch is handing them out. <laughs> the one kid flings the frog at uh, David and his, his uh, you know classmate Holly, and she's like, David, why'd you throw that frog? It's impossible. <laughs> it came flying over my head. Like, you know, how, how did you not see it? Whatever, you little bitch. You're going to the principal's office. I hate you. Like, man, why are you so hardcore in this kid? And he's bleeding, on, and he's bleeding all over the place. And she's like, I hope you get tetanus, you little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would bleed, you little bitch. You would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Better go to the nurse. You keep calling her Winda, but that's not her name. And don't call her mom. <laughs> no, instead I'll just creepily kind of just hit on her the entire time. Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. disturbing yeah. at some point. A definite Oedipus complex thing going on here. <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> Dude, okay, thank God. It wasn't just us. Me and the ghoul girl are watching this movie the entire time, and it totally plays off. Like, the nurse... Wants to bang the kid. And it wasn't until yes. we were about three quarters of the movie through that we're like, wow, she's fucking. And like, you know, it's Karen Black. So I'm like, you know what? This is just Karen Black. This is just how she acts. <laughs> she's a fucking nut. And, you know, she just comes off as a fucking nut, plain and simple. And then it was like three quarters of the way through. The ghoul girl's the one that looked it up and she goes, oh, well, that's fucking weird. She goes, it's her kid. And I'm like, you know, like, that's even more fucking bizarre. You can't even act like, quote unquote, some what in a motherly way with your own natural kid like maybe she was trying too hard you know oh, oh no yeah, there was the, a thing the boy room in the school where it's like yeah once you close to comfort yeah. David give me some sugar baby yeah, but no, no, right no. and then during, <laughs> during the interviews that she gave because King and I saw the same thing she was talking about how you know she she was keeping herself mentally 
focused to and keeping herself mentally away from her son to be like, okay, that's mm. that role. This is my role. You know, we're not mother and son. No, we're these two roles. Very, very specific. We have to be professionals. <laughs> so when he caresses that face every so deep, that falls in for a kiss. That's, that's not my son. <laughs> Down in the boiler room. <laughs> so when he slowly goes on the boiler room. Stays in the room. <laughs> but what, he, what really got me laughing was the fact that after David goes home, you know, he sees that nobody's home, but the mother is you know, playing with the robot, waiting for the father to come home. They think he's gone missing. So they call the police. The chief and his deputy come to investigate. But then the father comes jumping out of the bushes with his friends. He's like, hey, uh, what's up? <laughs> Wait, are you fucking well, yeah. belt, sir? Like, yeah, what are you guys like doing a, in the bushes? Looking like a gay hookup at a rest stop on the side of the highway. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to see here. Like, who was that man? Oh, I, I, he's a friend. As their the monkey's, not, as as the their monkey's bo- not saying that's, that's a bad thing at all. Uh, <laughs> it could be a, you could be a completely straight hookup coming out of the fucking bushes looking like that too, just so you know. But they both come out. They're both adjusting their ties. They're fixing their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and I love how his wife asks him who he is. He's like, oh, he's a friend. Yeah. He doesn't even work with me. He's <laughs> just down the road guy. <laughs> what? <laughs> then it turns out it's the father of the girl that David goes to school with. And that's the yeah, that, that's like, his okay, colleague's dad. <laughs> he, works for the, he works for the phone company. <laughs> Not that, you know, we're, we're working on a thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're on a project together. You wouldn't get it very high-tech. <laughs> high-tech, hush-hush, you know. You know how it goes at NASA and the phone company. <laughs> yeah. But the officers go down and check the hill. Yeah. And it, they come back. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's cool. Be cool. How are you? Would you like to go see what's down the hill? No? Okay. We are going to go do police work now. <laughs> well, guess you didn't find anything. Off the bed. Yeah. Yeah. So they come back and police are like, everything's cool. <laughs> it's just mellow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even mind the marks on our neck. That's nothing. That's a hickey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we work hard. We play hard. <laughs> Sorry, son. Your mother is a whore. <laughs> Oops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she likes to play yeah, Speaking of the mom, she's being led down the hill now uh, with little David uh, no! screaming for his mom. She didn't hear that because she's so seduced by the father. Yeah. Yeah, but at the same time, it's like it's not that fucking far away. It's like he and the window was open, and yet she couldn't hear him, you know, yelling. And no, just like no one heard the gunshots in last week's movie at the school. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no. But it's the it's the funny thing though is that the next morning when when he wakes up and the mother's obviously changed. She's I'm just now. giving a warning, guys. I don't mean to cut you in. I'm just giving you the warning. I just got the uh, the blog talk sixty second. Cut off signal? Uh, no, man. I'm looking at the, on the studio right now, and our stream still has an hour left on the countdown clock. I'll just say, and she just said it to me over the headset now, man. I got the woman's voice. So if we get cut off it a little bit, I don't know, man. There yeah, because that's literally the show tonight. Well, we'll see what happens. Well, we'll see what happens, we'll see what I happens. suppose. 
<laughs> I mean, it was the monkey's idea to start the show over. So, did you check? Monkey. Did you check the back of the 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 back of the woman's the back, back of the net? To see, the back has, of the net. Check the back, back of the net. Like, you guys are net. talking too much about the movie. I don't like it. Ten seconds. Good night, everybody. <laughs> yeah, good night. It was great having you guys here. <laughs> All right, well, about invaders from Mars, Ooh. kind of. Should we should we count it down like New Year's Eve? <laughs> See if we're actually still around. Hey, I'm in the it's, studio it's gonna... right now, and and our studio countdown clock. Oh, it says we're, oh, it says we're not on it. What happened? Our stream yeah, still has 59 the... minutes. Does this yeah. do that thing when it like moves into podcast or something? Yeah, I think it moved into podcast form. All right then. So technically, the Great. recording will still hold. So Great job. anybody listening live, all none of you. Uh, we'll be able to not listen until you get the recording. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Mom. Yes, we do have an hour left. Well, I, so well, I don't work. think was, is the, the Google girl tried to, to listen in before, and it wasn't working. She couldn't get the link to work. Um, so I don't know if our restarting fucked something up or what. The original link obviously didn't work. The secondary link didn't work either. I think Blog Talk's having, like, major, major issues uh, this evening or something. I have no idea. I'll just blame it all on the king. Well, you know what, man? You had your little clickety-clacks, okay, king? And now look where we are. Look where yeah, we are. Yeah, clickety-clack-clack. <laughs> I, I blame it on the yeah. phone company. But, uh, the phone company is yeah. the one that screwed this up. All right. <laughs> well, because they're good, way, because they're cahoots with NASA. It didn't kick us off. So obviously, we're still recording something. Recap, man. <laughs> um. So yeah, the uh, the mother comes back and she's been changed, uh, and she does the greatest thing ever, and she just makes a burnt plate of fucking bacon for the kid. Me, I would have loved it as a kid. I love burnt bacon. <laughs> I would have gone to town and I was like, all right, this means that I get burnt bacon every morning. Go out with yourself. All burnt right, alien mom. Oh, going, that's right. Going because, down. <laughs> burnt bacon. That's because he's just making down. like Agent Cooper. <laughs> I love burnt bacon. I mean, nothing's better than a nice burnt piece of bacon. I mean, I'm sorry. I enjoy it. So. <laughs> Bacon, coffee is black as a moonless night. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> yes. yes. Black, black coffee is the way to go. And believe me, I totally uh, am like into like very crispy bacon. But like burnt, once it moves into burnt, I'm I'm kind of not down with that. I mean, I like all kinds of bacon. Burnt is pretty good too. I do enjoy nice burnt pieces of bacon, uh, but. It's the whole thing of the mother taking, like the the uh, the dean uh, said about the, the meat. When she's like, "Let's go for a picnic. It'll be fun. We can go down the hill and just hang out." The dean well, is all about the meat. Okay, the dean is all about the meat. <laughs> he likes his meat raw. Depends on, depends on the meat. Like, just, just like the mom of this movie. <laughs> but yeah, it's just that ball of meat that she pours the salt all over, and she's like, mm, "This is good." Like, yep. <laughs> I'm the hamburgers. Hamburger. But it's Saturday. No, I got school. (laughs) Pretty sure I got school on Saturday. It's a special day. (laughs) Um, But but like the the monkey had said about like the the pacing of the film and how things happen too fast at the same time, when you regard it as a kid's movie, it does move a little fast because now you have Mr. McClatch who is under the influence of the aliens. When that happened, we don't know, but it did happen. So she's now under the control and really just continuing her rage against David. That has to stop. She's still pissed off at him. He can't do anything good. 
So she just has to get this fucking kid. Right, and I think she actually nailed a really good job of nailing this evil fucking teacher that's out to get you, you know, and to the oh, point yeah. where it's almost like a, it's almost like a fucking Terminator, you know, who just you know constantly after him. <laughs> she, she did a much better job playing her role than uh, he, you know, David played his or Hunter oh, played yeah. the role of David. <laughs> she better. definitely did an awesome job. <laughs> She was fantastic. Like, it's just like nothing could stop her from her mission of getting this fucking kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she knows that he knows, so she's going to take him out. She enlists the help of Heather, his classmate. She's also under the influence. <laughs> like, her influence is spreading throughout the school, but it's not going to get the Linda Magnuson. Hell no. School nurse is still in there. I believe you, David. No. Anything you tell me? No. <laughs> not my boy. Well,. <laughs> well, you know, at the same time, though, there was some speculation, and she's like, you know, hey, but then David was like, you know, check the back of the necks and all that kind of stuff. Let me and, check that neck, you know, <laughs> and then he tries to check, she, uh, she tries to check the back of the, <clears throat> the teacher's neck, and, you know, teacher just constantly responds, well, you got a lot of nerve, sister. You know, that's <laughs> the only line she says to the nurse. <laughs> over yeah, and over. <laughs> She also, like, grabs the kid by the arm and yanks him. Like, you go to jail for that <laughs> yeah. shit these days. These days, man. <laughs> but back in the day, dude, you know what? You might get a fucking slap or two. Yeah, not in the late 80s, man. By the principal. Yeah. And then, and, well, you went to a, a Catholic school, so they can whoop your ass. But, like, you know, a regular public school. I didn't go school, to a Catholic you, school. I you got your ass whooped by a staff member at a public school? Yeah, the principal kept a paddle in the fucking principal's office. Well, well, you live in the sticks of Pennsylvania, hey. so that makes more sense because they weren't with the no, times. I, like... No, I grew up in the no, I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in the suburbs of Richmond, Virginia. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, well that's the, south. So, so the south. So the south. All right, that makes even more sense. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, you can't be fucking yanking kids around at school and public school, man. You, you get you get you lose your job and shit. You fucking get a permanent stay and never get another job. <laughs> But, of course, uh, David has to escape from the school while school is letting out. His parents arrive to pick him up, but he's already escaped into Mrs. McClutch's fucking wagon. But she's got this gigantic fucking red wagon with all her, her animals in it. I was mad. Her, 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 her child wagon. monster van. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> total rape van. <laughs> but, but, but like you said, again, though, this um, – at the end of the school, you know, everyone's letting out. The nurse tells them to sneak out the back window, and the parents show up. The teacher's out looking for him. You got that other kid that's out looking for him. You know, his world's getting smaller because, you know, they are looking for him. And, you know, he now doesn't know how many other people are under the influence, according to the king's words. <laughs> of, I am. They, 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 they got those things in the back of uh, <laughs> They're not aliens. They're just controlled yeah. by aliens. You know, it's like an RC car. You know, they got the controls. But we don't know yet. We don't. We don't know yet. That that's all we know is. But to the hill, come back. Next fucked up, and you're acting all fucking weird. We don't know. All right. Unfortunately, it turned out to be a remote control. You know, of course, you know, because <laughs> you're the guy that knows something. He's smart. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so he don't sit in the back of her rape van. I know not to get huh? into the rape van. <laughs> Don't go I mean, the into door was the wide van open that has. <laughs> yeah, he he didn't see free candy written on the other side of the van. 
you know. <laughs> I'll tell you a secret cool. though. Just, just because I know I'm not supposed to go in, don't mean I didn't go in. <laughs> but at this point, when he's facing her vengeance, like he drives to the cave. And that's where we do get our confirmation that there's fucking meatball aliens in this fucking movie. Never get out of this. And she goes into that cave, and <laughs> he sees the aliens for the first time. They're cool looking, even today. I mean, they do have a cool look to them. You know, with their bouncy yeah, little fucking bodies, gaping mouths. And again, and again, this gaping. is my like first time seeing seeing this movie. <laughs> And like this is we when we get introduced to the creature effects in this movie, and seriously, like I was just blown away. Like I, I was not expecting creature effects of that magnitude, um, just to be that well sculpted and God. stuff like that. <laughs> um, you know, because yeah, I saw Stan Winston, you know, in the opening credits, but I wasn't expecting something of this magnitude. I really wasn't. You know, I was expecting something more toned down, like you know. Monster Squad. I wasn't expecting some huge kick-ass monsters <laughs> that were just walking around all over the place. And it had a Geiger influence too. A lot of that, you know, especially that uh, he was working on Aliens at the time in '86. So a little bit of a Geiger influence in the UFO. You know, certain weapons and things like that that yeah. were in there. You could, I saw a Geiger yeah. influence. Yeah, but that that was by the set designer. That wasn't by Stan Winston. Um, yeah, okay. the set designer, the set designer is the one who, uh, you know, tried to rip off gear, but with a budget. <laughs> Cause I noticed, I noticed the exact same thing too, like with the pillars, um, all of the walkways, you know, that, um, had their gear type things going along. And then again, you and I watched that behind the scenes thing where we saw the actual sketches from the set designer, where it was even more of a ripoff of Giger. You know, did those actual uh, set sketches that he came up with were straight up Giger ripoff, but the studios were like, uh, we don't have that money. We spent it all on uh, Stan. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. You got to, yeah, you got to cut back on some of that detail and, you know, get a little bit creative with that styrofoam that's sitting over there in the corner. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But after he's discovered by the aliens and, and Mrs. McClutch, you know, she promises, you know, David Gardner, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, David Gardner. I'm going to get you. And no, you won't be. See you later. Because I have Nurse Magnuson on my side. She's not going to let anything bad happen to me. That's my bitch. <laughs> That's my side bitch. <laughs> my, first, my first bitch got taken by the aliens. <laughs> Her dad worked for the film company. <laughs> but I traded up. I can be a real woman now. Isn't that right, Mom? (laughs) (laughs) But from a a film and story standpoint, I did like this segment of the movies because David gets back together with the nurse and they go back to where the cave was and it's gone. And he decides, well, it was there, I I promise you. Now let's go over to the hill where the UFO is and that's gone too. And he's like, well, fuck. I I swear, I can't be scared. (laughs) Like, are you sure? You weren't having a dream? You must have the the ability to move holes. Mm-hmm. They're good at moving home. So is the ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> he makes them rock. So is his teacher. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so the uh, nurse starts to question David, you know, whether or not, you know, he, he's really thinking stuff. And now she's like, oh shit, I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. I just kidnapped a kid. You know, but fortunately. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> George Gardner shows up 
with some people from NASA. <laughs> They're going to walk around with some, yeah, with some metal detectors who worked their way out there. And yeah, they all I got to be right say, there. Like, uh, again, I was just blown away because I was not expecting this to happen. Of they're out there, they're in the crater. You have your research team out there with the two metal detectors and shit like that. And yeah, then literally shit. this. And, <laughs> nice. Yeah, you've never seen a metal detector before. No, but then <laughs> they're there, and it's actually like literal shot of the sand spinning and them getting sucked down to the ground. I was like, holy fuck! What <laughs> beach, cool dude? <laughs> huh? Blood Beach? Yeah, and I'm thinking of other movies that did stuff like this. Like I said, maybe it wasn't as detailed. With the sand? I don't know if Blood Beach did that. <laughs> Not Blood Beach. Blood Beach. They're different movie. Oh, Blood Beach. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, they... Not on a massive scale, I don't think, like Invaders from Mars, but it's pretty close. Blood Beach was sucking them down in the sand. This is like swirling, you know, thing that was actually, yeah, like the monkey said, it's a great effect. But it leads uh, Nurse Linda to be like, oh, shit, he was right. Guess we're on the run again. <laughs> run, motherfucking run! <laughs> but yeah. Well, yeah, working in town is in my office. Yeah, let's go to the place where they'll never look for it. Let's go back to the school again. Like, you know, seriously, what the fuck? No, because they had the one at the no that one. Okay, didn't work. So then they were like, okay, well then they're gonna try and go to the gas station. Was that it? What's next? They're gonna go there because they're gonna try and call the state police, and then they're gonna try and call the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to try trying to obtain of a (laughs) phone. NAACP. Space Force. <laughs> anybody, okay, anybody can. that you know, can help. <laughs> Something with flashing lights. You gotta have dead. a name tag. Just have a name tag, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but within the school, you have the, the police chief and his deputies searching the building. And that's what leads uh, David and Nurse Linda to go down to the basement for some intimate time on the janitor's bed, where they could have a quick moment <laughs> together, you know, and he's going to gently stroke her face and say, hey, baby, baby, it's okay. We're going to get through this. I promise. I'll protect you. I got you. Like, Ew. <laughs> stop it. Stop it, movie. Don't go this way. I'm so glad that it wasn't just us, man. Like, seriously, I felt, like, really, like, bad, like, while I'm watching the movie, thinking this stuff. So, uh, I feel much, much better about myself in general right now. <laughs> oh, no, I think it's everybody. <laughs> but, yeah, the, yeah, the cops finally worked yeah. their way down to the basement because, you know, they had to clang around because they can't be quiet in the boom-boom room, you know. <laughs> so yeah. the cops come running <laughs> Cops come running after them, and all of a sudden, there's a fucking earthquake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sucks those two police up. And it's like, oh, man, if they found out what we were doing down here, we'd really be in trouble, huh? Take it easy, Mary (laughs) Kay, we'll turn off. This is the right movie. (laughs) But but then again, I was – 
but we have another special effects scene where, again, I wasn't expecting these kind of a special effects because I had no idea the kind of budget they had spent on this fucking movie. <laughs> again, I was just picking something from the VHS rack as a kid. Um, it was yeah, very cool. We have it was a very cool effect in the basement. Yeah. But then, then we have this giant drill fucking thing come up through the ground. The whole floor is shattering open and all that kind of stuff. And I was just like, fuck, man. <laughs> he spent some money on act this like shit. You never seen, you act like you never seen CGI before, man. It's not like they did that practical. <laughs> hey, exactly. That, and that's, like, that's exactly my point of why I love old school special effects. It's because it took teams of people like you know craftsmen artists sculptors all of these people to actually create these moments you know as opposed to someone on a computer that while you're very talented sure but it's not the same as a whole crew of people creating these actual moments on film mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a good effect in today i could admit that i wonder, I mean, how, our, I wonder point, how our digital effects artists feel about that you guys should call in at any time please to assault the monkey <laughs> <laughs> yes, let us know. Yeah, you call in now. Better, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, when David wanted to find his parents, he realizes, well, I could just call General Wilson. He'll listen to me. Oh, Mr. Wilson, we're coming for you. <laughs> oh, damn it, David the Menace. Damn it, I knew he was going to find me one of these days. That fucking meddling kid. Yeah, just, I love when you pull up in <laughs> yeah. I love when they pull him in front of the NASA check gate. He's like, "Yeah, we need to see General Wilson." He's like, "All right, go on through." He's like, oh, what? Not gonna check credentials, nothing, you know? No. He just says, "Okay." No, go ahead. In, in fairness, they call up to him because the scene cuts to to, to General Wilson, and he's like, "Wait, George Gardner's son? Send him right in." <laughs> I, know. I know that boy. I mean, there's always that scene in these movies with kids where someone has to listen to the kid. And that's the, to the, to uh, James Cameron's credit as General Wilson. He listens to this fucking kid at every fucking turn. Well, I'm a general and everything, but what do you think, David? What do you think we should do? Bomb the aliens? No, I'm following your orders. You What's know, that? You, you, know, you, know, you, you want to block off the base? We should probably block off the base. Oh. What and those two men? Okay, I I'm gonna call those two men. <laughs> oh well, in that case, lock them up in the other room. Put those two in the briefing room over there, <laughs> and give them 15 minutes while while, while while we question these other two men. Bring in the research oh, team. Yes, they do see the research team members on the base, and that's where they have to let in. But, yeah, but when General Wilson introduces David to everybody, he's like, hey, this is David Gardner, George Gardner's son, and this is the bitch. Linda, uh, uh, is it? Yeah, that's his girlfriend. Pretty hot. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, um, yeah, he, they invite the, the two men from the research team into the office, and he's like, well, what do you guys got to say for yourself? Immediately grab for their guns. <laughs> Not even a hesitation. Immediately grab for their pistols and try to shoot General Wilson down until they're eventually killed. And you get to see the yeah. things in the back of the neck. It's a needle mm. that comes out of the back of their neck after they've been killed because they just have no purpose anymore to the Martians. And that's it. So yeah. once you've been killed. 
and this moment, I was like a little bit let down because, again, I'd never seen this movie before. And then just to find out it was just these little remote control needles, I was actually hoping for like, you know, like some Wrath of Khan shit where creatures, you know, actual creatures squirmed out or something like that, you know, after they were dead or something like that. You know, the creatures were controlling the brains and then they short circuited themselves to commit suicide and, you know, some little, you know, woggly you know, slug-looking creatures or something, you know, instead of these remote control needles, <laughs> like the ghoul had said yeah. earlier. <laughs> I had fucking, uh, I had even higher expectations, I, you know, again, and I guess this is for me seeing Men in Black and shit like that. I was hoping for, like, little tiny, like, you know, little tiny alien figures to have been the ones that were, like, piloting <laughs> the people. And the head opens up, and there's a fucking little alien in a pilot seat. Like I didn't even need to go that far, you know. It could have, could have went less. <laughs> Just mm. little, little, little creatures in that pillar. I don't know. That's a tiny little fruit one. <laughs> but yeah, we just get the needles, you know. But I guess they spent all the money on the other creatures. So what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, we're gonna invite Seti in because we have this Mars launch that we're trying to do. So I promise you, boys, it's gonna happen. But we have to shut everything down momentarily until we figure this shit out. Are you guys cool with that? No, fuck you, nerds. We don't care. <laughs> nerds. <laughs> No, I'm sorry, Harold and Harold and Maud. <laughs> yeah. Good to see you end on. Yeah, he had already <laughs> had. A, yeah, Harold. Harold already had a chance to hook up with his teacher. Okay, let's and let's not bring <laughs> that up. Okay. <laughs> oh God, that, that, that movie. That movie just disgusts me. Oh, but yeah. okay. Moving on. Meanwhile, we have a digital wire frame of a truck going to a digital wire frame of a launch pad. Oh, it's the best. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NASA, you know, oxygen truck is barreling forward with the bomb that George Gardner put into it, and you just see it on the screen. Oh my God! Getting closer. Oh my God! It's gonna crash. Let's cut the miniature. Boom. It was like the old Star Wars arcade game vector graphics, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, that was such that a fun game. But <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but is it a good and point that you the, find out that the, that the whole reason the Martians are there is because they found out about this launch and they felt like that was going to be an attack on them? And that's the whole reason they came to Earth in the first place was to stop the launch? So that they don't get discovered. Well, that's because we already. Well, also on top of that, it was because the Voyager probe that went over there found more stuff than what was, you know, sent to the public. You know, because they were like, no, there were more pictures, son, than just the weird face on the planet and the pyramids. (laughs) There was some stuff that was just too intense to share with the public. You know, (laughs) you know, possibly Stanley Cooper that that they were able to. So you the know, cover that, stuff that, no, no. <laughs> they do, so but weird. they're gonna tell this kid. They do, but they they're gonna trust this little kid and tell him everything. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> this little kid wasn't trust. Yeah, because you know, just so you know, your dad was working on a super secret project <laughs> about <laughs> Mars. <laughs> 
<laughs> because there was actually shit there on Mars. But, you know, things go bad, so then they decide now they're just going to sit there and fucking scramble, 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 and go to the fucking crater. Because it's all now, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, they go to Copper Hill to set the charges. But they're just going to go America on their asses and blow them up. <laughs> That's the only America, America. America, fuck yeah, fuck, fuck you, yeah. You can't fuck with American technology. Yeah. Save it we got bazookas and shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, as they're going said, on, the you know, every turn, <laughs> the aliens are sucking people into the the holes. <laughs> Get out of there! No, Ronaldo! 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 And it's a look, fucking general, and it's like he's all you know afraid to take a shot because you know he's <laughs> losing his. Guy, and it's like okay, there's just all kinds of gayness going all over the place. Meanwhile, just so you know, the Marines that were there with General and Rinaldi, all right, just so you know, were actual Marines that were brought in to film this movie. They had 30 Marines that were there, and nice. they they were running along, and they they had a lot of fun doing this as well because this was the first time being on camera and stuff like that, you know. And they were just having fun. There was also a military advisor. For Hooper to make sure that you know they were able to do what Hooper, uh, he needed, but then to also make sure that you know, in his words, the military still doing military <laughs> functions in the movie. At the same time, I'm just like, okay, military functions. Okay, you bring out a big giant glow lamp. Um, <laughs> you got your tanks, you got your helicopter, you got your jeeps, but it's like everyone's using the crappiest burlap rope there is. For your rappelling purposes, because I've gone mountain climbing and rappelling. You don't use fucking burlap rope, okay? <laughs> They're using shit like they found in the basement of the school or something like that. Like, they didn't have their own fucking rope. Where were the boondock saints when you needed them? Where's the fucking rope? It's a rope right here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. But, yeah, they're they're doing – you know, a two-prong attack of it because they're both invading the crater and they're both going in through the school. So they're trying to come in both ways and work their way towards the alien craft or whatever the fuck. They they don't even know what the fuck's under there, but they're going to fucking find it with their machine guns and rocket launchers. (laughs) And then, then while all this is going on and they're going through the tunnels and you've got the Marines that are going around, I just kept getting flashbacks <laughs> to Starship Troopers, you know, on a fucking bug hunt. <laughs> <laughs> but they brought Dr. Weinstein with him, which they're done, because he's part of SETI and he's just so excited to see a Martian for the first time. Oh, shit, man, there it is. So fucking cool, dude. They understand me. They relate to me. They get me. And then he gets made out. <laughs> Serves you right. Alien scum gotta die. <laughs> yeah, and I was, like, ex- I, was, I was expecting that they like chomp on it or something like that. Instead, it's got this weird ass strap on that you know was made by the set designer and not Winston because it looks nothing like the creature or you know anything. It's just this piece that's literally like just stapled on <laughs> to the creature. That looks nothing like the creature or the mastermind or anything like that. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and yeah, especially the mastermind of it—you know, this little ball sack of an alien that kind of rests on this thing, <laughs> <laughs> just overseeing the operation. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, well, it was, you know, man, it was like a fucked up design, though. You know, like, honestly, I don't think that was meant to be a weapon originally. I'm going to guess they meant to put eyeballs on these fucking things. And this just happened to be the one where the eyeball was, like, still on and it was hanging off. And they were like, you know what? Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's, you know what? We'll make it a gun. We're going to make it a weapon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no because because uh, again the um set designer when you see his sketches he has sketches of the really really good creatures and then the shitty ass gun strapped onto the side it's like it's actually mm-hmm. in his set design sketches of creature crappy gun <laughs> blowing holes making tunnels all that kind of shit um you know cause that was <laughs> Weird, but weird on the other side, once the military blows the hole in, in Copper Hill, you have David Blow Breakaway. I gotta find hole. my parents. I need my parents. Please. I hope, you, go. I hope you get fucking killed, dude. Immense bloweth the hole. <laughs> the philosophy of the ghoul's life. And that's like one of those things I, I just didn't fucking get is because the entire movie he's creeped out by his fucking parents. He knows that they're fucking taken over by aliens. But now he's like, all of a sudden, I need my mommy and daddy. Yeah, all of a sudden. Well, I don't think he wants them to die. I think his intention the entire time was to hopefully save them. But it's just that, that panic at that last second. My mom. All right, fine. <laughs> Go get it. See how that works out for you. I still breastfeed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they get taken. Um, the nurse gets strapped up, you know, because she's getting ready to get. The nurse is strapped up. And she's getting ready to get drilled. <laughs> and, and, and David has to have a. <laughs> you know, well, that's how the nurse likes it is being strapped up before she gets drilled. Um, Where's my dog? But, you know, <laughs> but then we have David having his confrontation with the head oh, alien right there. God. You know, <laughs> it makes me hate him. Made me hate this fucking kid acting in this movie. Like the worst fucking possible acting coming from this kid in this scene. Come on, I'm waving my arms in a dramatic fashion. That means you have to listen to me. Let my parents go. And don't you have any empathy? But but then the teacher tries to pull that one two three four five thing, and he's like, "I'm talking to him, not you." Yeah, shut up. And I, and I don't know why. But then, like, the <clears throat> the master alien starts to laugh, and then w- one of the b- big-ass turd creatures eats the fucking teacher for some f- fucking reason. I don't Not because know David why. knocked her into the mouth. Yeah, he knocked her You know, the after mouth. he punched the, the master, he knocked her into the mouth. And then he watched he her the get eaten, so. Showing up with her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Show enough was nowhere in this movie. <laughs> he could, but he did. We cut the master intelligence in the fucking mouth, and you know he's like, "Oh no, shit!" And then that's when she knocks the teacher in the mouth, and he's like, "Hey, no, I'm done. Fuck her." <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. She's stuck anyway. Good job. <laughs> but yeah, then the two church creatures start laughing about it <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's one of those things where now that drill is coming closer and closer to Linda's neck, and he has to find a way to stop it. So, American Ingenuity, let's grab a bazooka. America, fuck yeah. <laughs> blow it up. Yeah. No yeah, they try, American you know, 
Yeah, they just show up, just start shooting the hell out of the master. You know, he, he's got his, you know, force lightning going on, taking out a couple of Marines, but they just keep lighting his ass off with M-16s and shit like that till he finally is like, oh, shit, this hurts, and just decides to pull away. You know, he decides to pull out, unlike Seth Rollins. Into that fucking All right? and, fucking cavity, <laughs> that big old butthole that he fucking goes into. Unlike David Gardner, he definitely didn't pull out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, you know, the master goes in there, you know, in, into hiding, and like you said, he break out the bazooka, blow up the big old needle gun thing, save the nurse, bombs the set, and now they need to get the fuck out because you know they gave themselves, I think it was five minutes, and they need to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, you have five minutes to get every fucking person off this fucking ship. Five minutes, that's it. We're blowing this shit up. So let's go. What <laughs> you need? It, we don't even know how many humans are on that fucking thing. <laughs> it could be like a hundred. We don't have time. We can only save five. <laughs> you know, keep the casualties back. Acceptable yeah, casualties. This is something we've heard recently from our government. This is how they work. Mm-hmm. That is true. Mm. Even now. Yeah. But they do but, escape. You know, they're... You know, they escape. You know, they're, they're trying to get there. But the way is blocked. How the fuck are they going to get out? Oh, they find a ray gun. One of the ray guns laying around. Anybody got a penny? No, because no one cares. <laughs> lose change in combat, sir. <laughs> the most useless fucking cent. A penny. That's going to be the, the solution. Penny. 1986. 1986, a penny can still get you something. Uh, I guess. I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I never found you swarm. Even as a kid. You know, a nickel? Fuck yeah. I'll Five of them would give me a bazooka bet. Joe. Yeah, that's <laughs> But, you know, he, that's what David, pulled, David pulls out his 1958 D, pops that motherfucker in the ray gun, and, you know, he has to fire it because he said, you aim, I'll fire. Because, you know, I, I tapped that nurse's ass. I know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, so he <laughs> yeah. can shoot the gun. Blast the hole out. Everyone, everyone runs the fuck out. But then David's parents show up again, trying to get him back onto the ship. You know, David, David. You know, but then they start to lose their shit, chase him out of the hole, run out of time. That's why I'm talking fast. All right. I'm running out of time. I'm on the fucking street. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, everyone's running out. Parents are chasing David out. The spaceship goes up into the air. It's all lights and whatnot. Again, I fucking love the set of the hill. It's just I really fucking like it. It's a great set, yeah. You know, do, do any of you guys know how big the clitoris really is? Uh, no. It's been a long time since I've had sex ed. I, I, it's an honest question. I mean, I just I recently discovered this, and it's fucking it's blown my mind ever since, man. Monkey, you recently discovered this? Please elaborate. Make a girl come. Obviously, I've known of the clitoris. I, I find it quite easily. It's it's, it's quite an easy thing to discover if you if you if you feel around a woman's vagina. But the actual yeah, size about, of a bee. It's about the size of like a black eyed pea, right? Yeah. Okay. Dean, yeah, yeah, what's your guess there? What's up? I'm I'm I I'm I'm just fascinated by what I'm listening to. So please carry on. Okay, so get this, man. Get this. 
okay? You're going to fucking, all of this is going to blow your fucking minds, guys. I swear to God. Okay. I shit you not. The clitoris, okay, the size of the clitoris is about the size of the average erect penis. It's about 5.1 fucking inches long. No. What? Yes. What? Yes. That's, how That's got to be wrong. That, this is scientific fucking studies, man. It ex- obviously, it extends inside, and it is about the size of a fucking average erect dick. It blew oh my, my fucking God. mind. I was like, it, it even blew the wow. cool girl's mind. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. That's fucking amazing. I was like, no, it's like a bean. You just flick that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's, a big that's old what I'm saying. It's like... Okay, it might be five inches, but it's all inside, and you only got like you know a a, a, a square quarter inch to work with of that five point one inches, man. Shut so, that doorbell. Stay, you got to keep ringing. You know, that's just <laughs> fucking a though, man. That that is something. You got a lot more in there to work with, man. It's it's that's the lesson. You got to figure out how to get to it from the inside. Mm, once you find it, you're good. You're solid. <laughs> it's not that hard to find. If you got a girl turned on enough, it's not that hard. Once you got it, it's good. And then you just lock <laughs> yeah. onto that shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't let go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No. You fucking so hold anyway, on to that way. You're fucking feeling it. <laughs> <laughs> well, the parents are who's grabbing at David to bring him back to the ship as it lifts off. But as soon as it lifts off, the implants in the back of his parents' heads fucking explode. And they're like, oh, hey, we're fine now. It's good. <laughs> Didn't hurt at all. Everything's cool. <laughs> we good. Wow, that was the greatest story ever. <laughs> wow, David, thank you. Here, let me let's hug you and show you how much we love you as the ship explodes behind you, so you can't even see you know, the awesome thing that's happening. <laughs> but it, I mean, yeah, I mean, because we get the, the the ship lifting off and carrying off, and the, the implants explode. But then you cut back to David waking up from a dream. Oh, my God, this is a dream. And he just had it crazy and calling for my parents again. Dude, if I screamed like him when I had a nightmare as a kid, my parents would like, go the fuck to bed. Grow up uh-huh. a little bit. You know, it's just a nightmare. Yeah, my parents would be like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Grow up a little bit. Do you need milk? Do you want tea? Do <laughs> you want us to rub your back? Like, no. He'd be like, dude, if you had a nightmare, go back to bed. <laughs> let's sit. Let's sit around and talk about it. And yeah, he goes into the whole thing about you know the entire nightmare. You know, and the mom is like, you know, everything's fine. See, look, you still have your bag of pennies right here. You know, here's here's your whole fish bowl of pennies. You know, don't know how the fuck you catalog these. Your dad works at NASA. You think you'd learn how to catalog a system? You know, c- come on, this is sloppy <laughs> as shit. You know, <laughs> but but you know they assure him everything's fine. You know. <laughs> and they put him back so, to bed. Yeah. The fact that they had mom okay. and dad mugs just annoyed me. <laughs> it's sickening. The parents of this all American family, they have mom and dad mugs. <laughs> they would. Yes, but then later that night, a thunderstorm rolls around and he wakes up, opens the window, and what the fuck does he see? The fucking UFO landing again behind the hill again. <laughs> but you think now he'd be ready. Like, you think now it's like, dude, I had a dream that foretold this. It's happening. Fucking aliens are here. Nobody's going over that fucking hill. 
nobody. We're going <laughs> to wait until fucking morning, and we're calling the goddamn government, and we're going to fucking blow them up. Because I know. I know. I live this in a dream. Mm. No, no. Instead, he decides to run to his parents' room again and a panic where apparently they've been eaten by aliens because it's just a fucking, you know, uh, fest going on in that bedroom. But the aliens snarling <laughs> and go, no, freeze frame, which I always appreciate. I like a good freeze frame in the movie. <laughs> it's always good creepy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but that's Invader from Mars from 1986. Thanks for watching this with me, guys, uh, and let me pick it. And, you know, just let me, you know, <laughs> do another comment mark off my VHS list. That's another check. Thank you for, check on the thank you for flicking yeah. my beat. This is awesome. Oh, 5.1 inches of it. <laughs> uh, so speaking of picks, uh, Ghoul, next week it is yours. What do you have for us? All right, fellas. This is a bit of a uh, this is a fan request um, or a sponsor request. Anyway, we Ooh, are going under- to you know you what, know from from you know what sponsor completely uh, <laughs> from, from Bonfire Beats Designs. Um, <laughs> you know, completely off the rails as far as horror films go. We're going to go oh, a little bit into, into science fiction. Uh, I wouldn't say oh boy yet. I think this is going to be one that everybody kind of enjoys. We're going to take a quick break from some horror films, even though this one we just did this week wasn't quite horror either. Um, nope. But <laughs> we are going to go a little bit into the land of swords and sandals. We're going to get into a little bit Beastmaster? of animal speaking. We are going to go to Beastmaster. Are we really? Oh, oh Don yes, Cascarello and Beastmaster. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whoa, so excited right now. Everybody. I am so excited right now. This is completely <laughs> the cool girl. Went from, like, literally, I just went from like knocking my head against the microphone to like ecstaticness. <laughs> wow. He was 5.1 <laughs> inches erect. I am ecstatic. <laughs> the dean is ecstatic. Look at this. What great news. Wow. This is a great, great pick. This is fantastic. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, so I'm going, looking forward to going back to it. The one it, weird Don Costello you did isn't hard. Uh, 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 it's again, not fantastic. Again, heavy rotation, early 80s cable <laughs> on all the time. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, it was on HBO all the time. This one uh, I saw. I, I, <laughs> I, am, uh, I mean, when, when, of... when HBO first came around, and, like, you can look up, and this is common trivia, but, like, when HBO first came around and had a limited uh, library of things they can show, they showed that movie, like, a billion times. In fact, there's all an the old time. joke that HBO stands for, hey, Beastmaster's on. <laughs> I never heard that's that. A true, but that's a true old joke. That's a true old joke. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Beastmaster with Don Coscarelli next week. All right. So I know we're going to have the Dean back next week. He's already fucking coming over there. Yeah. So he's back here next week. Dean's like, I don't care if it's anniversary, birthday, t- teacher conference. Fuck all that shit. <laughs> I got to be on the show, it. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll see you next week, Dean. All right. All right. So once Dean. again, Mucky, thank you so much for the pick. And <laughs> yeah. we'll see you back here next week. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And let me come in your ear.
Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everybody. Want to hear us with a plug as we close out this uh, clusterfuck of the show? Didn't, didn't he just do that? <laughs> no, he didn't do the plug. In a weird sort of way. Didn't, didn't do the plug itself. Instead, we gave our, our, our request for the week. But, uh, yes, indeed. Go to Etsy, all one word, Bonfire V Designs in the search engine. Um, she is going nuts, okay? We are getting orders like crazy, um, which is a good awesome. thing, obviously. Um, but, yes, she is, uh, she is back to, to crafting again. So that means messes and wood chips and all kinds of dust and stuff all over the place. But she is making some really, really beautiful pieces, and she is going to be getting new stuff up on the site soon. Um, but there is still plenty of stuff up there. And, yeah, she's just, uh, she's just circulating new stuff in because a lot of the stuff is just – now, as they say, flew off the shelves. So thank you to everybody out there that has awesome. purchased anything. Um, it is, yeah, it is really cool. Thank you so much. Um, and, and, yeah, again, just go to Etsy, Bonfire Bead Designs. Support, you know, support your, your local people if you can, man. It's, it's, it's a great thing to do. Uh, and aside from that, stay scared. Stay scared. We'll see you next week. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. And uh, please, so glad please, a, 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 a hearty thank you for the to the to the Google for the for the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I will relay that. He's really gonna have fun next week. <laughs> I can't wait. Can't wait to hear the dean full of attention for next week's discussion of Beastmaster. Uh, so until we'll next we meet, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, despite all the troubles that we had, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll see you back here next week. Hail Satan, hail yourselves, hail Odorous. Can't wait to hear back from you next week.